Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Podski. I am your host, John Baker, and welcome. I uh, kind of wanted to, I've been encouraged to start a podcast. Um, I think it could be a really cool creative outlet for me uh, to do something like this, to get on and just talk and um, just express kind of what I'm, what I'm feeling or just just get it out there. Um, there's going to be a range of topics uh, throughout this podcast. Uh, primarily, probably the biggest uh, topic will be professional wrestling. Uh, but other topics, they could go to video games, movies, shoes, um, it could, it can, sports, it can really go anywhere, um, but, uh, I love to talk professional wrestling, uh, I feel like this could be a really, really cool thing for me to do, so, um, I just gonna, um, start off today's podcast uh, with my wrestling fan origins. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a really cool thing. How did you get into wrestling? Um, But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I feel like I should do a current event type thing uh, with every podcast. Uh, So what's kind of going on right now in the wrestling world is a really... We are on the strangest, uh, something that a lot of people could never fathom, and that is a world of professional wrestling without Vince McMahon, and um, I can't get in, I don't want to get into all the details, uh, maybe that could be another podcast topic in the future, um, but yeah, so Vince McMahon retired, and um it's just a weird time because a lot of people kind of never thought, including myself, uh, I didn't think Vince would ever retire. Um, I figured he would go to his grave, still going to Raw and SmackDown every week. I, I, that's just, I don't know. I just always got that feeling that he would never retire, and, uh, and he has. Um, so it's just a really weird world uh, of wrestling right now. Um so, uh, I'm sitting in my man cave now, uh, and it is, <laughs> it is, uh, a little bit of an overwhelming thing to look at if you, uh, if you're not in the wrestling or like just, it's a weird thing to look at because I have wrestling action figures all over the wall, um, on all of every single wall in this, in this room has something wrestling on it and it is awesome. And I never would have ever thought uh, when I was 10 years old that I would have a room like this and I would still be watching professional wrestling. Um, But it's just a really, really cool thing that um, it's always been my own little thing that a lot of people kind of like, I mean, everyone always knew that I watched wrestling, but like in my family, they knew that I watched it and they're always like, oh, you watch that fake stuff. Like, you know, that's fake. And obviously I know that it's fake, but, um, I don't know. I just, my earliest memories of, um, wrestling were over at my grandfather's house. He, um, always had, um, 
TBS, TNT, TNN, like all of those uh, cable channels, he always had those on uh, because they were, um, at the time, they would always play like movies on there. And like if you grew up in the 90s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They had really cool movies on there all the time. Um, And then they also had wrestling in primetime. And my grandfather loved his wrestling. And uh, I guess I just remember like being over there at night sometimes and I would see like the flames like shooting down the street, uh, the explosions and then the big explosion with the Nitro logo. I just remember that like as a kid and I just always thought like, like it's just it's just burned into my brain like just as a youngster um not even understanding what I was watching at that point either um but I didn't really get into wrestling until about age 9 or 10 which would be 2001 2002 um that time in the wrestling business was uh <laughs> the uh second uh to right now what I had just mentioned was probably the biggest moment of professional wrestling but uh in 2001 and 2002, the at the time, the, the largest, um, biggest change in wrestling had just happened with Vince McMahon and WWE buying WCW out. Um, and in WWE, they were, they had just wrapped up that really, really bad invasion angle, which was, <laughs> it was really, really bad, um which that can be another great topic to cover in a later date. Um, I don't want to dive too far into that because I don't want to get off course here, but I just was kind of just getting a TV and I got a PlayStation. Um, So I didn't really know, like I I just had an analog TV and um, I never really watched wrestling at this point at all. Like, I couldn't even tell you what I watched back then, but, uh, I remember that my parents, the only TV that they were willing to put in my bedroom was this very tiny, um, console TV and it had the dials on the front. Like that is oldest of old school. And all I could get was like your broadcast channels. So, uh, I remember clicking the dial, trying to find something to watch, like, I have no idea what I'm watching, and I flicked it on to a new channel, and I saw this guy, he was just, like, standing on the side of a ring, it, the lights were, it was, like, dark, but, like, the lights were shining on him, and flashing, and <clears throat> had, like, a really, um, like, hard rock anthem, and that guy ended up being Triple H, and uh, from that moment on, I just, I, that's been, he's been my favorite wrestler from that moment on. And I don't know what, it, why, or, uh, I mean, that's obviously the reason why, cause he was the first guy that I ever saw. And I was like, wow, that guy is awesome. Like, who is that guy? And, um, so yeah, that's how, uh, I kind of found it on my own and, uh, kind of finding who my favorite wrestler is and still is today. Um, But I had no idea, like, 
that they were doing episodic TV. Like, I, I didn't know that every Monday night at 8, you could watch Monday Night Raw. I had no idea that on Thursday nights, on UPN, you watch SmackDown. I had no idea that was even a thing yet. So, uh, but what... So that was my very first memory of, like, finding wrestling on my own. And... Um, I always tried to like, I, I guess I don't know why I always thought this, I guess just because like as a kid, you always wait for reruns. So I always thought that was going to be a rerun on that channel. So I would always try to like click the knobs and try to get that back on. And I never could figure it out, obviously for obvious reasons. But, um, I I just always, at that time, my parents kind of didn't want me to watch wrestling, uh, because they were really running edgier product and, my parents just didn't think that I should be watching stuff like that, and rightfully so, probably. But um, the what kind of took my fandom to the next level was uh, I can absolutely remember this to this day. Um, was uh, we were in a Kmart uh, here in town. And, um, we were getting supplies to take to my grandparents who were at the, at the fair. And we were like over in the electronics section and I saw that there was WWF Smackdown 2, Know Your Role. Uh, it was on sale for like, I, I want to say it was like seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine or something like that. But it's, uh, it was the PlayStation 1 game. I still have it. Uh, the original copy that I got that day. Um, and that's kind of where it really took off because then I could, I figured out who the wrestlers were. Um, and then I could just, I, I just would sit, I just remember sitting and playing that all the time because it was just fascinating to me how like these guys were, it, cause when you're the, that age, it all looks real. And while a lot of people will say that it's fake, like, yes, there are, there are very fake elements to it or kayfabe elements to it, but there's also real legitimate things happening in the ring that are very painful that, uh, to this day is wild that to like, sometimes they can suspend your disbelief like that. <clears throat> but yeah, like, um, that video game and subsequently all the video games that ended up coming out after that. Uh, really fueled my fandom because I always would wait for the I the video games that I played as a child were I waited yearly for the wrestling game and I waited every single year for the um, college football game and the NASCAR game like those are the three games that I always waited for every single year and wrestling was the top the tippy top of that list um so um my uh, playing the video games really got me into it because then I under because then w- once I eventually then figured out when I got a better TV in my room, <laughs> I actually got cable in my room. Was that whenever I did find it on TV, I understood who those people were, so I it, it instantly clicked in my mind. I knew who those people were because I beat them in the video game, and. It's just it's this really really weird kind of thing where video games kind of led me to being being a bigger fan. Um, 
So that is really there. We're still in 2002. So uh, right around my birthday, uh, 2002, I believe if you are watching on Peacock, I want to say it's the September 9th or 18th episode of Raw in 2002, um, I, re- I remember watching this, and this had to be the very first, one of the very first Raws that I ever watched from, like, start to end, um, Eric Bischoff, who was the general manager of Raw, uh, he walked out and did, like, a whole to-do in the ring, called Triple H out, and who was my favorite, and I was like, whoa, that's my, that's my favorite guy, he's, like, already out here already, and, they handed Triple H the World Heavyweight title, and he became the champion. And I was like, so then I instantly thought, wow, this guy is so good. He doesn't even have to win a title. He's that good. He doesn't have to win a match. Like, they're just handing it to him because he's so good. Um, not understanding the concept of a heel or a babyface or a, a bad guy heel or a... A uh, good guy is babyface. Um, had no concept of who a good guy or a bad guy was. Uh, and Triple H was the baddest uh, heel in the company at that time. He was, I am here to, I'm, I'm going to cheat to win. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to cheat and do whatever it takes to win. And I... Just, I didn't, I didn't understand what he was doing, but I loved it because I was like, wow, he's getting away with cheating and he's just this guy and he's enormously jacked and he's got this awesome anthem and he's spitting the water and I loved all of it. And, um, that's really where my fandom just kind of like skyrocketed. And, uh, I remember that uh, when I got a PlayStation 2, the the game that I wanted the most was WWE SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, which I have all of the video games. Not They're not originals, but I have all of the original video games that I had whenever I was like young and um, a fan. And uh, I remember SmackDown Shut Your Mouth was like the game. And uh, I finally got it and I played it and I played the crap out of it. Um, and that's really like where the fandom shot through the roof, um, to, like, all, not, not as bad as what it is today, but that's definitely where it started. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say that, um, there definitely is a part two to this podcast, and, and that's what we'll get into now, um, everybody eventually phases out. And I was one of them. Uh, I phased out at around 2000 and I'd say six, uh, as a right around WrestleMania 22. Um, they, they being WWE was just, they were phasing into a different era. They were going more, um, PG and I just, that's not like I was used to, um, watching, a lot of violence, uh, TV 14, like the, the era that I love the most is the ruthless aggression era, which I don't even have to really, I don't even have to explain that. It's pretty obvious what that was. And, 
you just I just phased out. Uh, and I think all kids phase out once you get to a certain age, especially like when I was around 14 or 15 when I phased out. Um, and I think that's very normal. Uh, because there's so many things happening in your life at that time, and you got a lot. You, there's school, you're getting more responsibility with that, and um, just the, and the biggest. I think one of the biggest thing too is that like kids are figuring out that like, listen, that's fake. Like we're not watching that anymore. Like, don't be a loser, basically. And I didn't want to be one of those kids, so I stopped watching. Um, and I didn't watch. Uh, so I, so around WrestleMania, so from WrestleMania 22, um, I didn't watch for about six years. What really piqued my interest to get back into watching was WrestleMania 28 with, um, they did a match called the end of an era, which was uh, triple H versus undertaker. And it was, um, uh, the hell in a cell. Uh, end of an era match. Uh, it was. It is a great match. You should. I. It, I implore everyone to watch that match. It is a great match. Um, but yeah, then like Rock came back to face John Cena, and I hated John Cena, and I really just wanted to see John Cena get his ass kicked by the Rock, at which he did, and um, which I didn't actually watch that pay per view. I had actually never watched a live pay per view until. Um, whenever I came back to watching wrestling, um, and that happened about a year and a half later, um, I had been scrolling Twitter one morning in class and I saw that WWE posted that they had a huge announcement and it's going to be made on like, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night or something like that. Uh, eight o'clock, they're making this huge announcement. Tune in at WWE.com. So... Uh, I remember I was like, that's, that's, I wonder what they're doing, but I got interested. So I texted my friend and I was like, dude, what do you think they're doing? Like, do you think they might, like uh, at the time I speculated that they're going to bring Stone Cold Steve Austin back to be the general manager of Raw. And that absolutely was not the case. Uh, what ended up happening was, is that they launched, they, they made the announcement of the launching of WWE Network, which the WWE Network is uh, their streaming service, which I had no idea what a streaming service was. I was like, who's going to watch a WWE channel, like, every single day, like, on television? Like, who, why would they do that? That's silly. Um, but, yeah, like, I had no idea what streaming was, and that's that's everything it was. So they were going to stream, they were going to put all the WrestleManias, the, everyone there, and you would be able to buy for nine ninety nine. you would be able to get current day pay-per-views at that price and you could get some shows uh that it previously aired so i i was like that's i don't understand this is silly uh but then uh they basically made that service to promote wrestlemania 30 to get people to subscribe to the network and once you subscribe to the network you basically got wrestlemania 30 for 9.99 and i was like uh, I've never watched a pay-per-view. Uh, why, why not do one now? It's WrestleMania 30. Like, let's, let's, let's just pay nine ninety nine. Like we're college kids. Like we can do like my parents were never, ever willing to, to dish out like $60 for a pay-per-view whenever I was like originally watching back in the, the early 2000s. So, um, I, Got a bunch of fun, got a bunch of buddies together. We had pizza and beer and, um, 
went to, I remember my one friend and I, we went to Kmart, uh, earlier that day and we bought the plastic title belts i'm looking at the one that i bought right now it's hanging here in my man cave which is really cool which is really funny that i did that which it seems so silly that i did that um but yeah i i had ended up getting into that wrestlemania so much that um i watched all the rolls uh like and all of the storylines i knew everything that was happening about that wrestlemania so i that's what it really brought me back um and it ended up being a great show, um, but evident, like obviously, like I, I, you can't watch. I, I the, this is where a little bit of my issues kind of come in with WWE because I couldn't, I didn't really want to watch Raw and SmackDown all the time. Uh, I wanted to watch something else. So my fandom had switched a little bit to where I found on the network was a show called. Um, NXT, and it was supposed to be the people that uh, were going to be, obviously, the next generation of WWE superstars, and the, the some of the matches that they were doing was not your typical WWE-style match, and they were not WWE-style people, so I was like, holy cow, like, this is awesome, and then they were putting on their own pay-per-views within the network as well, and they were just so much better than the than Raw or SmackDown like the main roster so that that really piqued my interest into uh these indie wrestling superstars um so I I loved NXT NXT was a great show it was only an hour long on Wednesdays so you didn't have to devote a lot of time to it um and then they had these awesome pay-per-views uh at least once a month and, um, but that kind of led to, uh, the bro, that kind of led to like the bros chat where we were all in there talking about wrestling all the time and sports and all the other stuff that we ended up talking about. Uh, but then the bros chat kind of expanded and we ended up, uh, getting with another one of our friends and talking about, like, we were like, dude, you should watch NXT. And he was like, well, Coincidentally, I'm really back into wrestling as well, but I'm not watching NXT. I don't know what that is, but you guys should really watch New Japan Pro Wrestling with this these guys called the Elite. They are awesome. And uh, I was like, I don't even know what New Japan is. I have no idea because in my mind, like, it's it's just WWE or nothing. I had no idea of the outside world of WWE, and that's the kind of world that WWE has painted for the last 30 years is that they're the only game in town. And once I found that there's other great wrestling outside of WWE, that's where the fandom has been for the last so many years now. Um, I just found those guys, they were using YouTube to tell their storylines through their other wrestling shows, which was a really creative idea. And they could... It was almost like you were getting an inside look of things that you never saw before. And it just really felt really cool to see that and kind of be a part of that as it was growing. And those guys ended up creating this company that I watch every single week. It's my favorite company by far. Um, It's uh, All Elite Wrestling. And 
uh, the, it's not that I don't like WWE because I love WWE. WWE is great. Um, it's just that I, I, I'm looking for the alternative, um, because WWE ultimately is the spectacle. It's the, the, the biggest arenas you can find and lights and everything sparkly and shiny it's not always the best product, although they do do great wrestling, but it's not, it doesn't always make sense. And AEW provides the alternative for me from back whenever I was younger and watching where it was long storylines. They went from point A to point B and it made sense. And they told stories over years of time even, and they cultivated, those would um, eventually lead to a really big match and, uh, on a great pay-per-view. Um, and that's just kind of like, that's just, it's not that I don't like WWE, but they, I, I prefer the alternative. And I kind of think that's where I'll tie this in to back at the beginning, whenever I mentioned about Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon being out, uh, there's a changing of the guard, which I think is a great thing for WWE. I'm very excited for, Um, I'm very, very, very excited to see what WWE does because, um, my favorite wrestler, Triple H, was running NXT, uh, at a time where I fell in love with NXT, and now he is in charge of leading the creative for WWE now, and, uh, I am very excited to see where that goes, um, but I'm also... Incredibly excited and loving everything about AEW. Um, it's kind of weird because I never thought that I would ever uh, be a fan into my... Well, I'm going to be turning 30 soon, so... I never thought I'd be a fan or do any of this that I'm sitting in my room right now looking at right now. It's wild to me that I'm doing this still. Uh, but I love it. Uh, it's my biggest hobby. Um, and I just... Hopefully that uh, provides a little bit of a clearer picture of uh, how I became a wrestling fan. Kind of ran through a lot of stuff there, but um, but yeah, this was uh, pretty fun. I hope that uh, you all enjoyed. Um, I don't know um, what the next topic will be. Um, I have a litany of things that I would love to talk about with you, um, but yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. The premiere episode of The Podski, and I am your host, John Baker. Thank you for listening.